You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It's over. Here we sit with the last dance being over. And there's a lot of things that I want to say about what we've experienced over the last five weeks. And I think one of the most important things about what's happened with this podcast is I've come to look forward to talking about The Last Dance after each of the episodes is over. I've come to appreciate the amount of community that we've had over the last five weeks, whereas a sports fandom, the struggle has been real. Each of us is trying to figure out ways to have our lives feel as normal as possible from a sports standpoint. And that's been, that's been really hard to do. I appreciate the hard work that it took Jason Ayer, the director of The Last Dance, and his staff to get this thing out. I remember listening to an interview that Ayer did with Dan Lebetard, and he said this was right before it's, it, they had moved up the date and everything, and right before it was getting ready to start, and him saying we haven't finished editing it yet. For them to get from there to here and give us the 10 episodes, I thought was a really important thing for all of us as sports fans. I was blown away by their ability to get this thing on to the air and give us a sense of sports community that we lack. There are moments throughout the calendar year the sports calendar where I think we have those moments and we were one was stripped away from us. Opening day is like that where there's this new sense of hope everywhere around major league baseball. People are excited just to see their teams again and you didn't have it. So you end up with these, what, what feel like these empty nights because you're not watching the White Sox. You're not watching the Cubs play. You don't even have basketball or hockey to stimulate your mind as a sports fan. There hasn't been really anything until about a week ago. You get UFC 249. Golf comes back in a limited capacity with the Skins game. And then you get NASCAR. I was watching golf and NASCAR on Sunday. Because it's sports, and I you know, I love sports. I know that I wanted to talk about what I saw. It's If you're not like a super golf or NASCAR fan, I, I feel pretty comfortable saying that it wasn't going to scratch your itch. It was cool for to have it on in the background. I, I learned some stuff about NASCAR that I didn't know. But in the end... I was watching Friday Night Lights, like the movie Friday Night Lights came on. I was like, ooh, Booby Miles. 
that's what I think the biggest accomplishment of this documentary was. It was able to build a community of people that had been so devoid of sports. It was able to, to build that back up. And it was, it was so cool to be back on Twitter with people, to connect with people that my, my parents aren't huge sports fans. They like sports. They listen to my show. I'm convinced that if uh, I wasn't their son, I don't know if they'd be listening to the score every day. But right after the episode went off the air, my mother texted me because her and my father have been watching this thing. And, and one of the triumphs of this for Chicagoans is that beyond being NBA history, this is Chicago history. And being able to share some of these things with people who have no idea what the city was like in the 80s and 90s and basketball culture in the 80s and 90s and how Jordan was able to change the reputation of Chicago where the old adage is that before Michael Jordan, you say Chicago, people would say Al Capone. And that there was between Oprah and Michael Jordan that changed in the 80s and 90s. And then you could, you know, you could talk about President Obama after that. But he's such an important person to the identity of the city. Like, that can't be overstated. Because now when you talk about Chicago, people talk about Michael Jordan. And I thought that the documentary did a good job of capitalizing on that. That this is going to be they did need to and take episodes one and two and kind of use them to allow for people who had never experienced the Jordan phenomenon to understand how important that phenomenon was. So there's that. I I, I really appreciate them for that because we were dying for it. Like something, something where we could all be together. Like one of the cool things that I found about Twitter, like sports Twitter, watching games with people, it's the it's I think it's better than I'm a bit of an introvert, although I have extrovert tendencies, as you can tell, because I do a radio show and a podcast and a TV show. But I enjoy the idea of sharing something like this with you. Like, I love it. I love seeing the interaction and the stories and the pictures and the videos and the memes and everything else that people are going, the jokes that that people are going to do while they're watching something like this. We all had an opportunity to learn some things. And even people who live through it have learned a lot. And seeing some of the access that those cameras got were just incredible. I didn't think that episodes 9 and 10 were great. Like it, it was fine. It is a lot of the game footage, and I'm cool with that. You're getting some of the backstory. I, you know how I feel about that Bulls Pacers series, so I'm glad that they spent a lot of time on that. But oh, and I'm I really like the Steve Kerr angle. I I will say that I thought that was great. I had always wondered if Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr had commiserated over their dads, because in both cases you have these tragic 
deaths of men that clearly meant a lot to them. And I, it struck me as I, I was surprised when Kerr said they had never talked about it. I, I would have thought that the incident between them, the fight between them, would have opened the door for those guys to have a meaningful relationship where they're talking about their dads and how their, their dads passed away. I like that they gave Steve Kerr his just due. And not just because he's the Warriors coach and a championship level coach. I I think that you got a chance to see that he was a role player, but he understood how to do it. That was cool that there was like a baton passing between him and John Paxson. The part that's going to be hard for any Bulls fan, and clearly it was hard for Michael Jordan himself to reconcile, was why did it have to end? And I think that throughout all of this, we, the more that Jerry Reinsdorf kind of talks about this, the more we go, I don't know, man. I don't know if I believe all of this stuff. I don't know if I believe that it, you couldn't have made it happen. Now, maybe it's, it's just hindsight on MJ's part, but he's giving you the template on how it would work. And he's probably right about Scotty. Like, Scotty was ready to go. But still, had they tried, the best answer I thought came from Phil Jackson on that, where he's just saying it was time. Like, it was, we were all out of it. And the, when you have Jordan on the bench during game six, exhausted, more so than than the flu slash poisoning game are are we gonna time out for a second are we not gonna find these five dudes and ride out is that not what i mean i know it's 22 years later but they are still eligible for an ass whooping aren't they right who's with me on this you're with me on this that those dudes they deserve an ass whooping whomever they are Shout out to Sarah Spain. She got the best line off about that. I wish I would have thought of it. Poisanos. That's amazing. By the way, if you didn't know, like when they were doing the part where they're sneaking Dennis Rodman out, gate three and a half, like the irony of that is that gate three and a half is the press gate. So they got him away from the press by using the press gate to get him out of the building. Now, I'm not sure how any of us, I don't. I can't remember if I was there. I may have been there for that. Any of us thought that we were going to catch Rodman running up the stairs with equipment. Like, we weren't going to do that. But I thought the episodes were good. I enjoyed the interviews with Reggie Miller a lot. And you can, like, like I was telling you why he's my favorite Jordan villain is because he was like, I'm as good as that dude. He wasn't, but I like that. He thought that he was, and he in big moments could back up his smack talk. And that goes a long way with me. If you can walk it, like he talk it, you get a big thumbs up for me. I think about that last shot a lot. And I'm glad that they focused in on the crowd 
because I think it's different than any of the other game winners. The game Pax's game winner against Phoenix, Kerr's game winner against the Jazz, Jordan over Elo, a shot on Elo. That Utah crowd knew. They knew as soon as Jordan went up in the air that that it was over. They knew it. You can see it on their face that once Black Jesus, the black cat, once he got the ball in his hands, once he got a clean look with a push-off, come on, y'all. It's definitely a push-off. I'm not mad. It just was a push-off. That he was going to make that shot and ruin their day because they had seen it enough before. So I'm glad that they isolated the crowd. I thought that was a cool effect. I wish there was more. I really do. I wish there was more stuff. And there's got to be. I heard that they had done almost 250 hours of interviews for this thing. There's got to be more stuff. NBA inside stuff. I don't know how they're going to package this if there is an overtime. Like I was joking about how I'm looking forward to episode 11. I don't know how they're going to package it. But it's whether it's a director's cut or something that's going to be exclusive to Netflix. But I, I really hope that they do more because there's more meat on that bone. But the biggest, biggest value to me was it brought us all back together again. It brought the sports world and sports Twitter back together again. And we needed it. Who knows if what we're planning with the other sports is going to work. We'll see what ends up happening with, I'm sure there'll be more stuff to discuss with major league baseball this week. I would imagine that the NBA NHL are going to let us know something before June 1st. And we've been melting these days, like off the calendar and it sucks. Like it really does. Like all of this, Sucks, and I'm someone that's cool with being inside. But it, I haven't been cool with us not being able to communicate with each other. And when I do something like this, like it's a one-way communication, and I appreciate the fact that you would listen to what I have to say. But it was nice to be able to interact and see everyone talk with each other about this thing that was connecting all of us. And I was thinking about it. Obviously, the NFL draft was huge. You had 55 million people watch it. But to me, the difference between something like that and something like this is background versus foreground. You're watching the NFL draft and outside of the Bears picks or whomever your team is. The rest of it after the first round is like, oh, that's interesting that that guy went there. It's on in the background. If something big happens, then you'll react to it. The beauty of The Last Dance is it got all of us to stay in the moment for 10 hours. That's foreground viewing that we were doing. We're paying attention to every word, every sequence, every piece of video, every still picture, every one of those stories. And that, I think, is an an accomplishment. They're going to win all the awards, and they should win all the awards. I I still have some issues with it journalistically, but come on. 
we would have never gotten that stuff if Jordan wouldn't have allowed it. And the timing of it with that crew working like crazy people to get it out for us couldn't have been better. I'm hopeful and I keep I'm I'm gonna keep hoping for those opportunities for us to be together as a sports family. Understanding that my goal is that I don't want any of the athletes to pay the price for this. For that. Like they shouldn't have to with their lives and their safety. But I I thank the people who put that thing together, whether it was going back down memory lane for the music and seeing those great videos. I enjoyed the montage at the end with all those great moments. And it was cool. It's not over, right? It can't be. Can it? Can it be over? Thanks for listening.